time, Detroit. It's time, Detroit. It's time. It's playoff time, Detroit. Let's go to work. everyone and welcome to another episode of the buffs on podcast today we got nba questions for you guys we know that this is the pistons pod but since we're nearing the beginning of training camp and there's not much piston news out there we thought we'd give you guys a little nba insight uh, from our viewpoint so uh we got a few questions here and we're gonna run through them uh connie's got two gabe's got two and uh valley's got two so we're gonna run through them and uh each give our thoughts on them so uh, Connie, why don't you start us off with one of the questions you got? Um, my first question was, what player that un- underperformed last year will bounce back this year? And to that, I, I had this. I made this question specifically thinking about Julius Randle. Uh, two years ago, Julius Randle, most improved player. All these stories come out about like crazy work ethic hitting the gym late at night, off the plane. Um, and then last year was a not a successful season for him. It seems like the city and the team, almost the fans disliked him in ways. Um, was beefing with the New York fans. He was very inefficient. Uh, and the Knicks really didn't win anything. So this year, with the addition of uh, and his name Brunson, is, yeah, Brunson is the first time that on this New York team they have like competent, consistent, competent point guard play. I say consistent because Derrick Rose is competent, just wasn't around enough with the injuries and such. So having a full season of just a good point guard, I think clicks everything on this team into place and. Uh, will allow Julius Randle to play more in the position that he should be playing in and have a more efficient, better season. Bounce back. Yeah. Uh, Gabe, who do you think is someone that could have a bounce back here? Before I answer that, I just want to add on to Connie's answer. I think a huge part of that is having a better team and not being bad to start will not make the Knicks fans mad. Because I think a huge part of playing in New York, if you're on a bad team, it just compounds on itself and it's just, it gets worse and worse. So I think it's a real chance. Kind of in the same vein, my answer for this is uh, Westbrook. The Lakers last year were just, they were just horrible. It was not Westbrook's fault. Of course, he did not help them whatsoever either. But the team uh, composition was just not built for him. This year, they made some good signings. They have a year of uh, gelling. Maybe he gets traded and then he has good stats or if he stays on the Lakers and uh, gets a more defined role because he's a good player, right? He's not a horrible player. He'll figure out what to do, I think. And so I think he can have a huge jump in efficiency, not in stats. How do you feel about him with playing with Patrick Beverly? Known rivals. Beyond- yeah. yeah. 
I think it could help them just, uh, you know, try to outcompete each other in the gym or something. I don't think they should share the floor ever just because of uh, <laughs> no offensive floor spacing. But other than that, I think it would be good. That Bev can shoot a little bit. Um, but little. To, to, to Julius Randall take, I, I completely disagree. I think Randall just stinks. Um, and I think this down year is just something that was coming just the way he plays. He needs to expand as a three-point shooter, in my opinion. But I do think Brunson will help. But um, the guy I went for in response to this question, I don't know why. So the first two guys came to my head. The first guy, for some reason, was Davis Bertans. But I was thinking Michigan guys, and I went uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, that I looked it up. He only started 20 games last year with that, that injury dealing season he had. And um, I'll probably circle back to this a couple times in this episode, but I'm really high on the Mavs this upcoming season. And um, if Tim Hardaway Jr. can be healthy, he can significantly contribute to that team. Do you consider it a bounce back season if you're yeah. out with injury last season? <laughs> well, like returning to health, it could be a bounce back season. Um, yeah, he shot 39, 33, barely, barely managed to play. I don't know. I, I, I'd call it a bounce back season. I'd call it a bounce back, but he didn't underperform. I think he just wasn't able to play. Yeah, that's, that's true. Then, I, then I'll take Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans, getting back to 15 a game or something? Or what? Like, what's the bounce back for Bertans? Was he that bad last year? Or was it- <laughs> I couldn't hit a three. And the problem is he's supposed to be a shooter who couldn't hit anything. So, yeah, just to, for him to – I mean, I think he will, just based off his role. Pretty easy there with the maps, getting fed those three-pointers. He was 36%. Playing oh, with the Mavericks, okay. he was worse than that on the Wizards for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I hate it. Yeah, um, you know, let, let's tie it back to the Pistons a little bit. Gabe, you were talking about how you think Westbrook's not a bad player with the recent rumors of a potential trade to Detroit. How would you feel about Russell Westbrook on this current Pistons team? It all depends on the package that, like, the tra- I, don't, I don't know. Have you heard about, like, what are the potential trade packages? I think well, – um, sorry, go ahead a minute. No, yeah, you got it. Uh, the one I saw was, like, Kemba, Burks, Noel, and Olenek for Westbrook and a couple picks. Why would why would we do that? Yeah, I don't I like that. I didn't say it was a good trade. <laughs> I was just asking how you would feel about Westbrook in Detroit. Essentially, Westbrook, I would like a Detroit. Uh, I, think he, I think he's a good vet, a good – He's, he's Ivy to me. I think Ivy, a prime Ivy could become Westbrook. So I think it would be great just to mentor him that way. Would he be the best fit with Killian off the bench? Not really. And I do think he'd come off the bench. Would he like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Connie. I would hate to have him in Detroit. Because like we say this every year, like if he comes off the bench, if he accepts a role, like he doesn't. And he shouldn't because for a very long time he was an absolute incredible apex basketball player. Um, he just like hasn't accepted the, or maybe we'll see it this season, but so far hasn't accepted the that he's not as good as he used to be, and that would not be something that I want around Detroit. Around I don't. Around. I don't think he'd be very keen on coming off the bench in Detroit 
considering it's Detroit. <laughs> um, but from the optimistic point of view, I, I get I get the case for it. You know, he's on he's got one year left on his deal, and he could come in and just mentor Jaden Ivy. But but it'd be terrible because he'd have to come off the bench theoretically, right? Because if he starts, he's taking up Jaden Ivy's minutes or whoever's minutes. If he comes off the bench, he's gonna be playing with like Killian Hamadou. <laughs> Noel, maybe Durant, who knows? Guys who aren't yeah. really shooters. So it would be gross. I'm not going to lie that the floor spacing if we got him. But I, I do understand the case for him. Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly what Valley and I talked about when we talked about it. It was like, think about a lineup of like Westbrook, Hayes, Diallo, Bagley, and Duran. Like the <laughs> shooting on that lineup would be incredible. Um, but anyway, we'll circle it back to, I think, Connie, you started with the first question. What is the second question you got regarding the NBA? Uh, second question, uh, I guess I'll steal one of Gabe's here. Um, <laughs> similar to under bouncing back, what team do we think will rise and fall, uh, rise or fall the most up and down the standings? I had three for each of these. Uh, the teams that I think are going to rise – fairly significantly this year are uh, the Pelicans, the Knicks, and the Cavs. We talked about them on the hot take pod. I think the Cavs are going to take the first seed. Uh, the Knicks, Julius Randle bounce back season, the addition of point guard play. You know, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. Like the playoffs. <laughs> He's very confident on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the Pelicans, we saw, everybody saw them really give some trouble to the Suns last season in the playoffs and getting Zion back is just adding an all NBA guy. So I think those will really bounce up. Uh, who do you guys have for your, for your risers? How do you feel about those? Yeah, I had the Pelicans and I forgot to answer the last question, but I had uh, Julius Randle too. But for this question, um, yeah, I'd say the Pelicans. Uh, after we talked about it on the hot takes pod and you guys mentioned the Pelicans, it really got me thinking uh, I think I'm on board with it. You know, if, if Zion can come in and do what Zion does, in addition to that, uh, the rest of the team with the addition of CJ McCollum, uh, Dyson Daniels will be a menace defensively. Herb Jones is going to do his thing too. Um, I really like what the Pelicans could do. And like you said, they gave the Sun some issues last year. So I'm interested to see how they uh, put it all together this year. But um, Gabe, what do you think? I think the obvious answers here are Cavs in the East and in the West. I think the biggest jump will be from the Blazers. They were uh, 13th seed last year. This year, they have a healthy Dame. They have Grant. They have Josh Hart. I think they're going to be a solid team. I could see them being somewhere between the ninth and sixth seed in the West. And that's a huge jump. Uh, I could also see the Lakers climbing just because they were so bad last year. And the Wolves, if you add the best defender in the NBA, you're going to climb. Uh, and that's all my climbs, yeah. Valley, who you got jumping? Um, I'm a bit surprised nobody said the Clippers. Um, I think this is the year they might they might figure things out. So much talent on that roster. Um, obviously, that doesn't play. What's up? That doesn't play. Huh? The biggest talent that doesn't play. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was in response to the wrong question. Please, please spin back to me. I, I got to get back to this one. You don't think the Clippers are going to 
Right. All right. Then for fault. Oh wait, yeah. Sorry. Oh, Gabe was throwing me off. This is about the biggest riser, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely the Clippers. Yeah. Definitely the Clippers. I, I, they missed Kawhi last year so much. He's coming back. PG hopefully can play all their games. If they just play their games this year, their guys like if they stay healthy, no reason that team can't win 50, 60 games. I'm I'm really high on John Wall off a full season of just yeah. rest. He's you know? really, he's like, out for revenge. That too. was last year was not like an injury lost year. It was him recovering from his yeah knee injury. So I think he could really perform. Amit, who you got? Um, yeah, I'm still. I'm still on the I'm still on the Pelicans. Um right. I, I really like um I really like that team. I don't know why. There's just something about them. I think, you know, the I, I just like how they're building a bunch of they got a, a few guys who are like six, seven, six, eight that can play pretty much anywhere defensively. And I was just watching highlights the other day on YouTube and Herb Jones is so long. Like that closeout block that he had in the playoffs was just incredible. Um, so I'm really high on him too. So I, I, I really like that Pelicans pick. You guys, like I said, you guys mentioned a few pods ago and it's really resonated with me, but, uh, we'll move on to the next question here. Uh, yeah. Real quick. What about, uh, what about teams that fall? Oh yeah. Teams that yeah. fall. Well, um, I had an can I wishful one. and say the Pistons. <laughs> um, I, I really, want I really want the one. Fall from what? From three to one. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, well, who you got following? Utah won because I think that's they, they blew it up. They're not going to be the same team they were last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hornets was also one. They really yeah. sky very high, but I think with the loss of hopefully the loss of Miles Bridges, I, I hope he does not be able to play in the league. Um, no center play. Uh, they made no signings. No signings. You get, yeah, the bum yeah, guy. It just got worse. Um, so I think they're going to fall. And lastly, the Suns. Oh, I, I was going to say that. I don't know if it's controversial. I was going to say Phoenix, yeah. Why? Because I said Phoenix because of the, the, the Robert Sarver. Yeah, you know? I, I was going to say that situation I mean, isn't great right now. Chris Paul was the head of the Players Union. This happened to him. Uh, our ex but still a very influential person and also someone I think believes very much in like the social justice and has pushed a lot in that direction and to have the owner of your team the team that you're playing for like to make him money um, be like the person that he is might uh, dissuade some uh, some effort some attempts at, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I was just talking about this with Jackie. I, I was wondering if he stays at the end of it because people are calling for his resignation. We've seen LeBron speak out and Chris Paul speak out. And yeah, like you said with Chris Paul, he's been in a similar situation before. But also, like, I don't know what to make of them right now with the way they finished the season. I've never seen a team go out as embarrassingly as they did last year in the playoffs. Um, so where do they come out this season? They brought DeAndre Ayton back. Good move. I don't know. That was not much. That was like a no-brainer for me. Um, but it seems like for the most part, they're just running it back roster-wise, but that external factor will be interesting to see how much it uh, affects them. Yeah, they're running back a 60-win team. I don't see them falling in any way. It, the Sarver thing was happening last year. They're, they addressed it, and then they said, we're just going to play. I think it's the same thing this year. And then at the end of the 
season when the ban is up, I guess we'll see what happens. I can't see any world in which he actually comes back. Really? But I, I, I see them still being number one in the West. My largest fallers, like Connie said, the Hornets, I just think they're a bad team. Jazz, of course. And then I have Grizzlies. They were they won what 56 games last year. I don't think they're gonna crack 50. Ooh, wow. I just don't think they're a very good team either, especially what? with Jaron Jackson out for most of the year. That's, that's and then uh the Heat. They're number one seed last year. They didn't make any signings, they lost PJ Tucker. I just think, you know, I think they're still gonna be a really, really good team in the playoffs, but they're they're older. I think they're just gonna take a few L's and say we can beat whoever we want in the playoffs. But then that reflects on their record. Oh, the Spurs, too, will probably fall. Mm, they're going to be in Victor Wibanyana mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's the Spurs. They could always win. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the Bulls? Do you guys think the Bulls can rise from six? I think they're going to be right where they are. Yeah, I, I don't think they do. Williams is a huge game for them, but also I don't think DeRozan can ascend anymore. DeRozan was, yeah, probably the best that he's going to get, get out of DeMar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the Hawks? They finished eighth in the East last year. <sighs> they could. It, it depends on how well. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see how well um, Murray and um, Young fit, especially with Murray not being much of an outside threat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. buying that Atlanta stock just yet. I could see them sneaking into the playoffs, maybe six seed, depending yeah. on how the Bulls do, how the Nets do. I, I think. Was, I, I think Boston, that's the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. This team has, I think, a crazy high ceiling, um, with the talent that they have on there. But especially with Okongwu. I just get weird. I always get weird vibes coming out of Atlanta. Like nothing ever really, other than that one playoff run, nothing feels like like gelling. Like a team really should gel. Like John Collins has always has been on the trade block, which I don't really understand. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. And Capella was somehow just a useless room defender last year. Yeah. By the year, before, I like um like indestructible. He. Just like let people score last year. I think they should move on from Capella. I was gonna say, yeah, I really like Onyeka Kangu, and I think they do too. I think I don't know, at least from when I like from when I watched the Pistons versus Hawks games. Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of inter- interacted with Hawks fans on that occasion. Like they all seem like super high on Okungu. They seem to like him over Capella, and you could probably get a decent return for Clint Capella at this point too. To, strength, to further strengthen that roster. So I, I think that's something we could definitely see them move on from Capella. The, the DeAndre Hunter injury last year, dude, he barely played. That's also huge. That's a guy. They're that's really, a guy yeah. I'm betting on next. On season. paper, if they're healthy, I could. They're top 14, but I just don't think they're going to gel. Like Connie said, it's just a weird thing. Yeah, I, I can. Uh... They moved on from Kevin Kevin Herder too. They lost a, a little depth um, at the guard position, so uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how it works, um, and then you know, obviously, want to see the Hawks versus Magic to see if um, Paolo and Dejounte can reignite a rivalry there. Um, is that uh, all you got, Connie? Can we move on to Gabe's question? Yes, sir. All right, Gabe. What is uh, your first NBA question? 
real simple one, some first time all-stars. And uh, I have a lot listed here. Obviously they're not all gonna be first time all-stars, but the ones I feel most confident about, Anthony Edwards, he's just too good to leave off. Um, and Cade, I think as well, he's just too good to leave off. And then in the East, I think there's a little more space for new people, Jalen Brunson. You know, New York needs a point guard. Ball's going to be in his hands, hopefully. And you always get the New York bump. Uh, I think Evan Mobley could take that step and kind of replace what, uh, what's his name? Jared Allen last year. Yeah, I think he's going to be more offense than Allen this year. Tyler Hero is going to be starting. I could see him putting up points for a Heat team that desperately needs scoring. Uh, and then... DeJounte Murray, another East point guard. If the Hawks are good, you know, Trey Young for sure will be in that all-star spot. And then maybe DeJounte Murray too. And then moving to the West, Jalen Green, somebody has to score on the Rockets teams. If he's, <laughs> if he's on, I could see him sneaking in. There's an injury replacement. And then same kind of thing for Colin Sexton. That the Jazz great. are really bad. <laughs> Colin Sexton. Yeah. No, I could, he, he was he averaged what 23 <laughs> points in the Cavs a couple years ago I could see him averaging 28 points a game yeah and then exactly. you're gonna leave him off the all-star team even if they win 10 games before the all-star break yes uh, yeah, <laughs> and he won't average 28 <laughs> he, I mean uh he, he can score I think he with the ball he's like even point guard skill whatever if he is a true point guard, but he can definitely score, and someone he can score, yeah, he's score yeah. that Utah team. Also, that Utah team, an underrated. I like some of the guys on that squad. Their third best player is Stanley Johnson. It's not true. All right, one of their starters is probably going to be Stanley Johnson. But they got Sexton, Malik Beasley. Who they're likely moving on from uh, the cannon, Lori Markinen, <laughs> Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, and Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. I think that that's my prediction steal of the draft. and they know how to play with a big uh, rim defender. Underrated team. That's my biggest riser, actually. Utah. You <laughs> tried to make the plan. <laughs> Um, I have one guy uh, for this list, and that's Jamal Murray. Never been an All Star. Um, had that ACL tear last year, but I'm just buying. I'm buying his stock. Like hit, when I saw when I saw him in the bubble, like that was some of the greatest guard play I've like ever witnessed mm -hmm. over a stretch of time. He was he was on another level during that, and if he can find some form of that again, um, I don't know if he's going to be ready at the start of the season. I don't know if anybody's heard. He's been out a while. I feel like he should be. I think he is going to be. Yeah, he's, so. he, he's been playing in the summer, they said. Great. Um, Denver's going to be good. They're going to win around 55 to 60 games again, I bet, um, as long as they're healthy. And Jamal Murray, I think, will get a beneficiary of that when it comes to being an all-star because I think he'll average 20 a game or something again because I believe in him. Very good player, and I was kind of surprised to see he wasn't an all-star. I just found that out. Yeah, it's just the West is so deep. You have Curry, mm -hmm. you have Booker, you have Chris Paul, you have Dame. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had um, 
I had Anthony Edwards and Jamal Murray. Those are my two guys. I really think there's no way um, Edwards doesn't take another jump this year and just sneaks in there. Um, I mean, if Mike Conley can make it, Anthony Edwards can make it. So, I think, yeah, I think Ant is the correct answer. Yeah, you know, without a doubt, he is. Yeah, by skill level, the guy who should be an All Star. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, he gives us another highlight dunk like he did last year or a few. Uh, Gabe, what is your uh, second question? Uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest random story or drama of the season? And Kevin my realistic Grant. answer is that it's going to be some Kyrie stuff. <laughs> you know, he's already off the rails before the season even starts. Yeah, he just tweets on crazy. Yeah, with the Alex Jones stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think he's he's just going to leave or, like, retire or get banned or di- disappear. And the, and the league just won't know what to do. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Uh, that, yeah. But that's the boring answer. The real thing, I think the Afro plus headband combo is coming back. We saw Brendan Ingram in the in the offseason with the huge hair. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, white people are bringing back the mullet. So I think it's time it's, it's time for the Afro as well. <laughs> I wish I had something super ready and prepared for this. I'm trying to think. <laughs> well, uh, well, I can piece up nuts happening in New York. Mm-hmm. If they do get off to a bad start, Randall starts flicking off the off the fans again. Uh, they could get into something or another. Yeah, I'm um, to see what happens with Ben Simmons if he ever is going to see a court again. Um, is that is he supposed to be playing? He is. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago I saw that he's he's ready to go for training. Right, cool. Uh, he's a, he's a little weird, you know. Always <laughs> something could happen there. And then maybe something in L.A. too. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, same court, same locker room. Um, You know, you're going to put dynamite in the box. All you got to do is put a little fuse in there. Uh, Valley, could you think of one? (laughs) Not really, but now that Connie mentioned it, like I'm excited to see Ben Simmons play again. He hasn't played basketball in very, very long time. Um, so, yeah, that would be interesting. And I guess theoretically it could work out on paper kind of well in Brooklyn. You know, if you have Simmons out there just playing defense, Katie and Kyrie Irving are elite, you know. It could be a, could be a pretty good, sneakily good team. Quick question. Yeah. Is uh, the in-season tournament, is that happening this year? No, I think that would be happening if it did next year, right? Yeah, because they already came out with the sketchy. Yeah. Okay. But I've I've seen a lot of people uh not be very happy about the the plans for the in season tournament. I think Cuban said he would only yeah Cuban ripped it <laughs> reserve guys yeah yeah gonna sit there guys but yeah I don't know how do you guys feel about the in season tourney? Um, for now I would like it because it would give the Pistons something to play for at some point of the year, which we um which we don't have right now and we haven't had for a long time. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. It's more games, more potential risk for injury. It's it's not more games. It's not it's more only games. The finals. It's one more game. It's oh. incorporated into the season. Oh, What's I'm the sure. like the the prize? Is that known? Uh, I didn't see anything. I, I'd assume it's just a financial game. Yeah. Yeah. Like could be fun. 
Yeah, no, I, more tournament, more games that like matter. I'm in for. I, I honestly haven't really looked into. I don't understand how the tournament exactly works. <laughs> I can't say too much about it, but you know, always like a significant basketball game. Fair. Um, Gabe, did you run through both of your questions? Uh, yeah. All right, so then let's move on to Valley. Valley, what is your first NBA question? All right, got a pretty long one here, and it's. <laughs> Way, way, way too early season award winners. Um, I've got one for the MVP, most improved, sixth man, coach of the year, defensive player of the year, and rookie of the year. So I'll just get right into it. Yeah. So my MVP, huh? Go through one by one. So you yeah. say MVP and then we all yeah. My MVP this year, I think it's going to change. I don't think it's going to be uh, Yoka Triannis. I'm going Luca. I think the Mavs win 50-plus this year, and Luca obviously is going to be at the center of it all. Um, my dark horse for this was Jason Tatum, if the Celtics get the first seed again, but I went with Luka Doncic. Connie, who's winning MVP this year in your eyes? Well, Luka's got all the ability to do it, of course, but I'm going with John ja Morant. I think the Grizzlies are going to be just as good, if not better, this year. Um, I think they fill in positions so well. They go so deep. I know Jaron Jackson matters, but um, – I think they'll be good without him. And I think John Morant is going to be incredible. He's going to be John Morant. Like, uh, give, give me 30 a game, 30 a game near triple-double. That's that's MVP statistics right there, especially because the people love him. You know, or, yeah, I guess the people love him. And your dark horse? Uh, dark horse? I haven't thought about it. Y'all go, and I'll come back to me, and I'll give you a dark horse. Bobby, what do you think, yeah? I think I'll steal. I think Connie gave this answer in the uh, mailbag episode, and I'm I'm on the Pelicans train right now, so I'm gonna say Zion for MVP. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I really, I mean, we've we've seen what he can do when he's on the floor. I mean, it's incredible. He was the one pick for a reason. Um, but you know, as with any player, any team, anywhere, it's can he stay healthy? Um. But, yeah, Zion's my guy. Dark Horse, again, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I, I guess uh, Dark Horse will go Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. Dark Horse, all right. Yeah, I, I agree with the Luka pick. I think he's the best player in the league. And he puts up the best stats in the league. And he's the most ball-dominant player in the league. So, I think it just makes sense. I also think Mavs will probably be one or two seed. Uh, Dark Horse, I'm going with Dame. We mm. all know he's the 30-point-per-game scorer when he wants to be. And I think the Blazers are going to be better than expected. I got my Dark Horse. Uh, mm. MVP runner-up last year, Joel Embiid. Coming back with a skinny Harden. Could Dame <laughs> team. First, first seed potential for sure. And if he's got the first seed, and Jokic is mathematically eliminated by already ha- by it being impossible to repeat. I think, yeah. 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 Speaking of skinny Harden, another thing for Luca is skinny Luca. He's been playing in the offseason, and he's going to come in without that two-month kind of uh, lag that he usually does. So I'm puffing on some hookah as well this offseason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to stay smoking. Yeah, I want to see him put up those little floater threes 
in the NBA. I think that would be I, awesome. I, I think he will. <laughs> I'm working on that myself. Yeah, <laughs> that up. Tell me about it, man. Step up, floater off a of one foot three. I've been taking so many one-legged three. Fast break? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> They're so nice. Um, should we go to most improved? Yeah, MIP, who you got? All right, I went for uh, LaMelo Ball. And I know he had a pretty big season last year, 26-7. and All-star. Uh, but like we briefly touched on, there's nobody else in Charlotte other than maybe Gordon Hayward for like 15 games. Um, so LaMelo's production is going to – or like his usage rate is going to go up significantly. I could easily see him averaging like 25, 8, and 8. Um, already averaged 6.7 boards and 7.6 last, 7.6 assists last year. Um, and then you take away their second best player. Um, hopefully take away. So more shots for LaMelo. The ball is going to be in LaMelo's hands all the time. Um, honestly, it could be pretty fun to watch, even though they might be kind of bad, but I'm going to pick LaMelo ball. Uh, Connie, who's your MIP guy? Uh, just my, my first time all-star, same pick, Colin Sexton. If he gets up to like scoring, like just he's he's gonna be scoring. Same reason that I pick Lamelo. It's like seems bad. Someone's got to get buckets. He can get buckets. I think it'll be yeah, Colin Sexton. Uh, Gabe, who you got? MIP. I think uh, Kelton Johnson. That Spurs team is lacking everything. That's what I was gonna say. He's a good player. He was on the Olympic team. Yeah, I think he can put up. 23 points a game, 10 rebounds maybe. Uh, and then with the, the LaMelo thing, I think. Wards is a lot. 23 yeah. and 10? <laughs> He's a good yeah. star. Dude, that's like, <laughs> all right. Those are all star numbers. like, what, 6'8"? No. He's like 6'5". Kelvin. I thought he was 6'6". Six, 6'6". Six. Six, six. Split the deep. Uh, percentages. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that was who I was going to take, but I guess I'll stick with the um, the Spurs trend. I'll, I'll take DeJounte Murray if the Hawks can do something significant. Uh, do we want to do darkness or MIP or we want to move on to what do you got, six man? Yeah, I got six man coming up next. All right, let's, uh, let's run it. Six man, who you got? Real, real quick for um, – for the MVP thing, none of us said Giannis. Ninety-nine, like the very good chance it comes out being Giannis because he's so good. Oh um, yeah, but we're kind of being you know different here. <laughs> sixth man of the year. I went with one that that kind of made me chuckle a little bit after I saw this report. I went with Russell Westbrook. Um, I I saw that the Lakers are considering bringing him off the bench. Um, I think they should, and I think he'd be very good off the bench if he bought into that role. Such an electric player. <laughs> so I'm gonna say Russ. That's fair. Uh, Connie, who's your sixth man? I like the Russ pick. If he accepts it, fantastic. I'm going with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, yeah. He gets injured a lot, but he's really good, and it's going to be on a really good Celtics team um, mm-hmm. where he'll probably get a couple starts throughout the season, but I think the numbers will work out that he is a, a sixth man, and he's, he's, he's an above-average starting point guard, so if he's a sixth man, Sixth man of the year potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe, who's your sixth man? Uh, who won this award last year? Hero. Hero. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I think Jordan Poole. You know, it's it's all about scoring points, and uh, he can definitely score. 
And they're going to be it's, it's the Warriors as well. So I think Jordan Poole is a good chance. Uh, yeah, I like that. Who you got, man? I think I'm going to go different. Um, I'll, I'll go with the former Pistons, too. I'll go with Reggie Jackson. Ooh. I think he'll probably... He's he'll not starting? I, I mean, do you really want to start John Wall and Reggie Jackson? Because then who comes up? Is James Preston your backup then? I thought John Wall would be the backup. Yeah. Really? All right. I mean, it'll be yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting. That's also a good pick for a sick man. Yeah, either, either one. Yeah. Um, I like the Russ pick, though. I mean, if he does come off the, he has to embrace the role, though. He can't be all hurt. Yeah. Um, quick shout to whoever comes off the bench in in um in Dallas. I don't know if that's going to be Dinwiddie. If it is Dinwiddie, I would bet some money on that. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Hayes, who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Should we go, uh, rookie of the year? I mean, I think we all have one guy for this one. <laughs> got, I got, I, I got a pick. <laughs> this guy's gonna have something obscure. I've got, I've got Jaden Ivy, just Does, a, firm, a firm believer. Yeah, I mean, Ivy's Ivy. Uh, I, I, I want to go, but I really want to hear what Connie's got. <laughs> Obviously, I'm rooting for Ivy. And I want Ivy to win rookie of the year, but I'm going with Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. That was my pick too. I think this Kings team is underrated at this point, where it's just like years of Kings disrespect is what's clouding people's judgments on this team. This team mm-hmm. is pretty good. Like Herder, Sabonis, Darren Fox was like almost nearly 30 a game. That's after crazy. That yeah. Like, good. And Keegan Murray, uh, can find buckets. Um, that I think that's what we no saw in the league. He's good. He can score. Um, and I think if they're good, if they're if they exceed people's expectations, which I think expectations are duty, so they're going to exceed people's expectations. And he's going to play well. He's going to have eyes on him. Um, I think him coming in, people are going to give him a lot of credit if they exceed expectations. And I think that's a route to rookie of the year for Keegan Murray. All right, uh, Gabe, who do you got? I was going to say Keegan Murray as well, but I think the obvious answer here is Benchero. The Magic suck, uh, so he's going to do everything. <laughs> and he can put up yeah. huge stats. And shout-out to Franz Wagner, as you would say. I think he's, yeah. he's a really good player. So I think him, that really huge ball-handling front court that they have can really put some work on teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like Ivy. I'm obviously rooting for Ivy. Um, Keegan wouldn't shock me, that's for sure. I mean, he's a bucket, like you said. Um, I was gonna go Bancaro as my backup, but Gabe took it. So I will go a little outside the box here. I'll say Benedict Matherin. Um, Mm. he's a shooter. Um, and I think a lot of people are forgetting that, you know. He can shoot. He's athletic. He's like what six, 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 seven. Uh, he's a pretty big guy. Um, I, I really think that he can do something in the league, and you know, if things fall into place. I think he could, you know, end up stealing the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, the I, thing with Ivy, I just don't think he's gonna have the ball in his hands as much as we think. Yeah, probably not. Like it's Cade's team. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't know. Cade's such an unselfish guy. He's also like an excellent rebounder, and he might like as soon as we get boards. I'm anticipating Ivy just takes off, you know. Yeah. Um, 
just out on the run solely, I think he'll average a good amount of points a game. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just very high in it. I just see it all fitting in seamlessly and perfectly. Um, but on your take on Matherin, there's going to be plenty of shots in Indiana to go around. Like, they'll be there for him. Other mm-hmm. than Halliburton, not no one. And he's a fantastic creator. Not many people are going to be like, I don't know. I don't know who's taking those shots right now. So Matherin will have plenty of opportunity. He can he can shoot. He's incredibly athletic. So should have a, a pretty big year from him. Should be a really good rookie of the year race. Just some yeah. – Or the season. Oh, yeah. Be interesting. A lot of talented players. And the scary thing is it was going to be good to start when the we, – we knew it was going to be a good race to start, and then Chet goes down, and it's still going to be a really good race. Yeah. Sucks to see Chet out. I would I would have – that very was probably my pick. I was very high on him. Yeah. Uh, should we go defense play of the year? Yeah. Go. I didn't I didn't think this one over too much. I, I picked Rudy Gobert. I don't know how many times he's won it now. Um, but I think the Timberwolves will be up there towards towards the top end of the Western Conference. He'll get recognition for that, and I think he'll play more than Draymond, who's getting up there. Kawhi's coming back from a big ACL tear, so he'll play more games than them, and I think that'll just help him significantly get that deep one. What do you guys think? I got Bam. Uh, I thought he was the best defender last year. I think the only reason he didn't win it is he didn't get enough games. He plays a full season. I think he's the best defender in the NBA right now and will win deep win. Gabe, who do you got? I think it's Rudy's to lose. Um, the Wolves were horrible last year on defense. They're probably going to be top five this year. Just That's what Rudy does. And then you kind of have to find a way not to give him the award. He's been dominating for France. He's going to dominate for the Wolves. It's just, yeah. It's just a matter of how much the league slash fans hate him. <laughs> it's the only way he doesn't win the award. If the Timberwolves don't play well, does he win it? <laughs> probably, probably not. not but I just like, I don't see a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the BAM pick. I wasn't thinking about that, but I really like it. Um, I'll, I'll go – could Jalen Brown win it? I don't know. No, I think yeah. it's Marcus Smart, if anyone on that team. Yeah, that's true. Um, Wait, Brown Robert Williams is a sleeper as well. He, Williams is a sleeper, he, yeah. I mean, my, I want to – yeah, go. No, no, I was just going to say – on the Celtics. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, Brown was like my backup. My, my first choice is Ben Simmons. Um, I, I don't Maybe he comes out and just, you know, he, he, he's not going to ask to be as responsible, I guess, as he was in uh, Philadelphia. So maybe he can just focus more of his, his attention on the defensive side. I mean, I think that would help that team out a lot, especially if Katie and Kyrie can do their thing. Um, but yeah, I'm going Ben Simmons. like that pick a lot. Again, I feel like we're we're ruling out Giannis. He's got a potential to win yeah. just about every award there is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, I'll touch on my coach of the year. I'm gonna go with the Timberwolves head coach. That's Chris Finch. I got yeah. Bickerstaff with the Cavs. Yeah, I think the Finch go bear thing goes hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who do you have coached there? I'll I'll get back to it in a sec. Yeah, uh, I'll go bigger staff. I think he he had a really good case for it last year. Yeah, uh, 
where the team started to go downhill. And now you just add Donovan Mitchell to that. I think it just kind of solidifies it. I'll go Ime uh, Udoka. Yeah, that, that was my backup. <laughs> yeah. Boston, I don't know. It was, it was after we played them and beat them. They kind of went on that run where they lost like one game to end the season or something. And I think they have that they have that identity now, and they're gonna. I think they could win sixty games next year, and then it's always hard not to give a sixty win coach coach of the year. And he's a good coach. Yeah, he's very good. What about Terry Jenkins? I don't think Grizzlies will be good. Like I said. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it really comes down to who probably wins sixty or so games. Um, could easily be Adoka. But I, I do still think that the Timberwolves could do that, and they'll give it to Finch. Uh, yeah, I think Taylor Jenkins has a shot at yeah, it. I don't right. think Coach of the Year is the most boring award to discuss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dwayne Casey, because the Pistons are going to put the Raptors, you know, like eighty-three <laughs> times, and it's going to be Dwayne Casey. What's the next category, Valley? Um, those are all the categories I, yeah. I wrote down for this question. Uh, you got a second question, though, right? I do have a second question. Should I, should I shoot it right uh, now? Fire. All right. Way too early award winners. Going with way too early title favorites this far up from the season. Um, I said six teams. I've got the Warriors, having won it last year. The Celtics, for obvious reasons. And uh, I'm buying Clippers stock this year, like I said. I think they stay healthy and they win games. So I'm putting the Clippers in there. Milwaukee's got to be in there. And then uh, I really like the addition of P.J. Tucker this year for Philadelphia. I like Hart looking like he's getting in shape. Uh, and beads and bead, obviously. So I, I think Philly is a very strong contender. And then I, for some reason, I'm just, I'm struggling to put Phoenix in there. I don't know if they're capable of going back at it like that. But I guess since they won, what was it, 64 games, I'll, I'll still throw in Phoenix. But those are all the teams I listed as, a, as favorites. Uh, what's your finals prediction then? It's, I don't want to be boring and say it's going to be a rematch. Rematch, so I'll say, uh, I'll say, Clippers Sixers. Uh, yeah, my contenders: I had Warriors, Celtics, Bucks, Clippers, and Nuggets. Mm. Uh, I don't have Phoenix in there. If anything, they've shown me. I don't know. I just don't think they have the, <laughs> the high end. Like when they lost in the finals, I think that was the best we've seen. Best Phoenix can do. Um, yeah, I thought if they didn't win it, then they weren't gonna go back. I just don't think they're high. They they're like a really good team, but I don't yeah. think their highs are as high as another team's high. So my mm-hmm. finals prediction is Bucks and let's go Nuggets. Nuggets Bucks. I like the I like the credit to the uh, to the nuggets you're giving there. I'd love to see it, and I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, Gabe, what do you got? Uh, I have three teams from each conference. I think Warriors are the clear favorites, in my opinion. Warriors, Mavs, and Nuggets in the West. I think last year the Mavs proved that five out style is super hard to guard because no one can guard Luka. It's just a matter of if they're hitting their shots, which I think, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. 
I don't buy Clippers. Like, yeah, I just haven't seen enough of them. And then out east, the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Celtics. I think if it comes down to it, the obvious choice or the the best choice probably Boston, just because their defense. But I think if it, okay, my prediction will be Warriors versus Sixers. I was gonna say, did you at any point in last year's playoffs when the Warriors played the Mavs think the Mavs were gonna win that series? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think they were gonna win. I thought they had a chance. I okay. I, I feel like they're still. I guess I can't say now, but I feel like they were missing something. Just another another worse. guy. They were missing Tim Hardaway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I don't think. Did they get better? Off season. I don't think they got that much better. Honestly, I think. They got more like cohesive as a unit. Um, they didn't like per se add that much more like talent on paper. I mean, very good. Um, their secondary creator. Yeah, they lost Brunson, but they got Christian Woods. So. <laughs> They've got Spencer Dinwiddie, notorious winner Christian Woods. Yeah, I don't think losing Brunson matters that much. Like Valley said, you have Dinwiddie, and in the playoffs, the ball's in Luca's hands. Yeah, and like even. He has, let's say he has Kawhi on him. <laughs> That's a tough matchup, but he's still favorite Luca versus anyone else, pretty much. Um, well, I, I'm getting it mixed up. Was the Mavs series the ones where Brunson started to falter? Or the uh, Warrior series? Was that when he started to? He definitely was that... wasn't as good as he was the last two rounds. But... Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I like. Can Luca carry that offense all the way? I think in regular season, yes. I think versus a sub like first round opponent, yes. But I think once it gets really good, when the yeah, defense gets really good. When you just have one guy, pretty much, it's it's easier to game plan against. Mm-hmm. Like That's how many people good. have won a championship or made it to the finals where like you're one guy. LeBron in 2007, yeah, Eastern Conference, and that's like the only thing I can think of. Yeah, LeBron multiple times, but where was one guy? (laughs) Where okay, what was that team where the starting lineup was like with it was literally only Kyrie Kyrie and Lavera? They were like injured. Yeah, but Kyrie still played in those playoffs, right? There was definitely at least one year he missed, and and LeBron took a team of like just. But I think it's also like. Those years, the NBA wasn't like the three-point shooting thing. Like other people are going to score on the Mavs. They just don't have the ball in their hand. To, to, mm-hmm. to liken it to soccer, if you will, Holland, you know, he doesn't have the ball at his feet. He still scores more goals than anybody else. Like uh, Tim Hardaway, he could average fifteen. Dinwiddie fifteen. Dorian fifteen. Just off not moving, standing in the corner taking open threes because I think the only hard matchup for the Mavs is the Clippers because of Paul George and Kawhi on Luka. Mm-hmm. No one else the can Warriors stay in front of them. Just beat them last year. Yeah, but that's because they just missed three after three. Yeah, that's what happens when you're relying on Spencer Dinwiddie and Yeah, but if they hit those threes, they win that series. Okay, but that's why they're role players and, and not, you know, yeah, they're more of a dark horse, but I, I think the Warriors are clearly 
like they don't have a weakness. They're the best player. They have the best playoff player in the league. They have the experience. I think there's no one that can knock them off that favorite throne. Probably true. Yeah, and then for mine, I really like uh, the Mavs. Um, I went Mavs, Warriors, Nuggets, and then in the East. Why, why are we not showing love to Miami? What, what am I missing here? I don't know. I like game shots. They didn't add anybody. Um, slightly worse. That's true. And older. Aging, yeah. I think they're already other than Hero and Adebayo. Like, Butler's getting older up there. I mean, that's fair. Kyle Lowry supposedly had some like a lot of uh, personal issues in his life last year that was messing with the season. So mm-hmm. if he can have a good full season, play more like Kyle Lowry, maybe we get because he was bad, bad, bad. Yeah, but he's. I hope everything's good with him. But he's also he's also getting up there in age, you know, and he's a pretty um. How do you say? He's kind of hefty. He's got a little size on him. A yeah. Yeah. Um. And then what about the Raptors? What do you guys thoughts on the Raptors? Year two, yeah. Scotty Barnes. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't ever put not anytime soon put them in the category of contenders. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not even in my dark horses yet. Not the yeah. top end talent. I don't think. That's fair. I like Gary Trent. Though. I will say that again. I like Gary. I don't think he's that good. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good shooter. That's about it, though. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I just uh, no, nothing. Uh, a quick like award uh, question: Who's gonna win the scoring title? Russell Westbrook. Uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, Luka Doncic. Game. Oh. Uh, Luka. Any other topics you guys want to touch on while we're here? NBA? No. No? No. Yeah. Yeah, not, not really. Um, did you guys see that Cade was left out of the top 10 on executives' uh, team to build around, guys to build around? 25? I did not see that, but that seems ridiculous. Yeah. He was do you have the list in front of you? Yeah, I was going to ask. Do you have the list? Uh, I don't have the list. Um, I know uh, Jalen Green was right behind um, Cade. I think he was 12. And then Darius Garland and Evan Mobley were above him. Darius Garland was nine. Mobley was like four. Um, Scotty Barnes was also in there too. Oh, here. I have the list. You got it? All right. Uh, I don't know if it's the same one. This is from January 2022. Uh, Oh, it was more recent, but yeah, shoot that one. Okay. I'm sure it hasn't changed too much. Luca yeah. number one, Tatum number two, John Morant three, Mobley four, uh, questionable. <laughs> Anthony Edwards five, Zion six, Scotty Barnes seven, Lamelo Ball eight, Trey Young nine, Garland nine. Uh, sorry, that was a tie between Garland and Trey Young. And then Kate at 11. Tied yeah. Jalen Green at 11. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, the list keeps going, by the way. At number 13, they have, they have Shea Gildas Alexander at 13. Absolute joke of a list. I think that's ridiculous. That's disrespectful. 
Is this yeah. like under a certain age? Oh, under 25. Under 25. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is under Where is Giannis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Mobley at four, with all due respect. Uh, not what <laughs> not, not, that would not be in a correlation with my list. No, no, I mean, Mobley's good. I'm not saying he's not, I'm just saying yeah, he's, he's not good. Four. At four. <laughs> he's not four. <laughs> um, also, then, surprised Jason Tatum is under 25. Yeah, he that's been scary. in the league forever. That's scary. I really like that Boston team. I, I think that addition of Malcolm, I mean, don't they have a, too many guards now? Not really. Yeah, I think they're the best. Yeah, they do. I mean, they got what? White, Brogdon, Brown, Smart, Pritchard. Yeah, they're all good players, though. Yeah, they're all Horford still. Oh, I'll just count the guards. But, yeah, and then you get into Tatum, Horford, Williams. Um, Who do they got off the bench for the 3-4? Or for the 4-5? Um, if they go Grant Williams off the bench, yeah, yeah, Grant Williams. Uh, is a beast. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Grant Williams is only 6'6. Six, six. I can't believe he's only like three that's or something. A, that's a PJ Tucker build, though. That's a definite PJ Tucker build. <laughs> that's a strong man, though. Um, all right, anything else you guys want to talk about? Can we wrap it up? They also have Gallinari. Who just tore his oh, ACL? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would have been a nice. Like that. Uh, Shando's on the Warriors now. Oh, that's a good pickup for them. Yeah, that was a really good pickup. Favorite off-season pickup under the radar? Yeah, that's um, mine. Man. Off the top of my head, <laughs> I don't know. I think the Lakers, uh, Lonnie Walker, for what is like a minimum deal, almost. I thought he was going to get paid way more than that. He's a good player. PJ Warren to the Nets on a minimum. That's also good. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have one for you right now. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna have to think a little bit about this. Like we we talked about John Wall earlier. I like John Wall. Yeah. Um, believe in that. Patrick Beverly to the Lakers. Um. Oh, I got one. I got one. Um. I'll go Bruce Brown and um. Nuggets. And, oh yeah, that's a great. Pick-up. Yeah. Love that pickup. That's a really good pickup. Yeah. Does he start? Probably not, right? Yeah, I, I would say KCP probably starts. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they got what? Murray, KCP, Porter. Gordon, uh, Gordon Jokic. Gordon, Gordon Jokic. Boogie's over there. But I, yeah, I can see Brown closing games. <laughs> yeah. You, they bring, uh, I don't know, bring uh, Porter off the bench, or put him on the bench. Yeah. In 2K, they got uh, Bruce Brown as a 6'4 power forward. Right. <laughs> that seems, that seems right. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, but that's all uh, we got, right? Yeah. I got yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Buffs on Podcast. Uh, let us know if you guys want us to do another uh, NBA episode uh, before training camp. Um, but training camp is what less than two weeks away, you guys. So we're, we're getting there. We're almost there. And, uh, we're officially 31 days out from opening night. So a little over a month. So, um, stay tuned, uh, to our Instagram page. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so follow us there for updates on episodes and a countdown towards opening night. Uh, but until next time, throw the buffs on Detroit future is bright.
Just wanted to say thank you again for listening to this episode of the Buffs on Podcast. And one more reminder to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Instagram at Buffs underscore on underscore podcast. Twitter at Buffs on Podcast. And Facebook at Buffs on Pod. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We're so close to training camp. Opening night is right around the corner. And we also got preseason coming up too. So we're almost there, Pistons fans. We've only almost made it through the offseason. But until next time, throw the buffs on Detroit. The future is bright.